Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Once upon a time, a girl was visiting the Tower of London. She entered through the main entrance and then got lost in the maze of buildings and alleyways. By the 16th century, the time we cover in the Renaissance English History Podcast, the tower would have been a large complex with houses, barracks, a chapel, as well as the torture chambers and execution block. It was its own village. It served as the Royal Mint, the home of the Crown Jewels, a treasury, a public records office, an armory, and yes... People were executed here. Actually, not that many, to be fair. Most people who were executed suffered their fate on the Tower Hill, out in the public where they could be seen by folks out for a fun family day of beheadings and burnings. The executions inside the Tower were reserved for nobility, for those who needed extra privacy, royalty. These nobles and royals were not used to not getting their own way and being executed was the ultimate not-getting-your-own-way event. These folks were not simply resigned to their fate. They were upset, and they've stuck around to let us know. So let's go back to our girl in the tower. She's wandering around, and she gets lost. It's a cold, blustery day, cloudy, and it seems as if the sun never rose before it's dark again. She hears the famous crows squawking, and she starts to feel a little nervous, as if she's being watched. It starts to rain, and she notices that she is all alone, just under the bloody tower. She sees a well-lit doorway, ah, a bathroom. She walks in and stands at the sink, holding on to the side as her hands shake. Then she looks in the mirror. In the reflection, she sees two boys. There are two boys in here with her, wearing nightgowns. For a moment, she freezes wondering whether she went into the men's room. But they don't seem surprised or alarmed to see her, nor do they look cold in their light clothing. They just look at her, seemingly frightened. Hello? Don't hurt us, please don't hurt us. Did our uncle send you? The princess in the tower? Please, please don't hurt us. We were told someone was going to try to rescue us, that there would be an attempt to help us before it's too late. Is it you? Can you help us? The girl reaches out instinctively to the younger boy. She doesn't know who these boys are for sure, but she's going to try to help them if she can. They're so frail, thin, 
and they look petrified as she reaches out for them. They clasp onto her, and she opens the door to go back outside. She's running down a narrow alleyway towards the chapel, and they are following right with her, almost flying alongside of her. If only she could find a guard, someone to turn these boys over to and get out of here herself. But the place is deserted in the dark twilight. She hears the boys panting, and then suddenly she slips on the wet stones, and they all fall. She feels their small bodies falling and landing on top of her, and then they're gone. Simply gone. But she can't even sit up to look for them. There's a huge weight pressing her down. She's being smothered. It's, it feels like a giant suit of armor pressing into her, pressing her into the ground, and there's no way she can get up. Damn this sore leg she hears. Will, fool, amuse me while these idiots try to get this armor on me. You would think a king could get a suit of armor that would fit him. And with that, she's pressed even further. Her head feels like it's about to explode and she's just sinking into the mud. Just when she can take no more, when she's on her last breath, the weight is gone and she's free to sit up. She runs as quickly as she can towards the front gate, but she's met by a teenage boy running up to her in tears. It's a different boy than she saw before. This one is dressed like a noble. He runs up to her and grabs her hands, looking searchingly in her eyes. They're about to execute me for my father's rebellion and for marrying Jane Grey. Please, please help me. I don't want to lose my head. I didn't know. Please help me. She tries to hold on to him. But just then he is pulled away from her and she hears him screaming in the distance. Then another young teenage girl is walking towards her, her hands folded together in prayer. The teenage girl walks quietly, looking resigned. Father and mother made their choice. They did this to their daughter. But I forgive them. I forgive them. I forgive them. She is muttering repeating the words over and over again. Then, just as suddenly, she disappears, and there's a loud scream in the distance, followed by a man yelling, Such is the end to all traitors to the crown. Long live Queen Mary. The girl runs toward the exit. She needs to get out of here. She can see the main gate and the grass beyond. It's so dark and rainy and wet, and a chill runs through her entire body. She doesn't want to run and slip again, but it's so hard to keep herself just moving calmly and steadily. She passes under an archway, and on the other side she's met by a headless woman coming straight at her, leading a procession of what appear like ladies-in-waiting. All of those women have their heads, but the woman in front... Dressed as a queen, she moves silently in the girl's direction with the parade of ladies following behind. The girl is unable to move, frozen to the spot. Her fight-or-flight instincts have totally fallen apart, and all she can do is just stay frozen and hope the headless woman can't see her. She doesn't have eyes, after all. But no, the figure turns straight towards her. The ladies all headed in her direction. The girl is shaking now, still unable to move as the woman walks right up to her and grabs both of her hands. At least I had a little neck, the body says to her. 
It happened quickly enough. The girl screams and runs and runs while the headless body just doubles over in laughter. She runs until she can go no further because she runs right into a wooden door and she looks up. The huge wooden door is locked from the outside. It appears as if she was somehow missed when they locked up the tower for the evening, which means she's going to need to spend all night here with the headless woman already heading back in her direction. Her only hope is to find an office of some sort where people can help her. But how can she get past that headless queen again? She sinks down into the wet pavement and she starts crying, sobbing, wondering how she's going to get through the night. Eventually, after what seems like hours, she feels a push on her shoulder. Ma'am, it's, it's time to close. You need to get out before we lock up. You wouldn't want to spend a night here, I'll tell you. Our heroine walks out of the tower, wondering whether she dreamt the whole thing, but remembering that solid little hand of the prince holding on to her. To learn more about the people mentioned here, Anne Boleyn, Henry VIII, Guilford Dudley, Jane Grey, and the princes in the tower, listen to the Renaissance English History Podcast, where these true stories are scarier than any ghost stories I could make up. Englandcast.com has links to subscribe and a full archive. Happy Halloween! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.